0: Hello and welcome to Are You Wearing Pants? I'm Nick West. And I'm Dan Higson. And together, we own and run Smith & Weston. We're a busy sound house and amongst other things, we create and produce podcasts. One of them is an ad industry podcast called The Creative Relay, which you may know. And off the back of that, we decided to do a new one
1: you may wonder why we're putting this podcast together. Well, we found that there was a massive change here in the studio when the pandemic hit. Lots of things changed for us, some good, some bad. And we'd like to get other people's insight on this, how it's affected their businesses, how it's affected them personally, how it's affected their careers. So
0: we decided to catch up with a whole load of different people in the industry over Zoom to see how
1: they're going and how their world has been affected by this pandemic and the lockdowns. Yeah, and we gained a lot of insights as well, some really funny insights, some are not so funny. Some people have had struggles, some people have done really well through this. We've noticed that some businesses have become more successful through the pandemic, whereas others have struggled.
0: On the whole, the ad industry has been ticking over throughout the whole thing, unlike the hairdressers and the gyms out there. But how are we all
1: doing that? How is it working? Do people like working from home or do they hate it? For our first guests on the podcast, we managed to get hold of Tom and Jules from Special Group. It was a really interesting conversation with lots of laughs had. They're really interesting guys and they've done some amazing stuff through this pandemic. Not only are they doing incredible work and growing their business by opening an office in LA and Melbourne, they've also got really interesting approaches as to how they keep their staff engaged, mentally fit and productive during these crazy times.
0: So let's jump straight into the first episode of Are You Wearing Pants? where we take a light-hearted look at
2: some
3: heavy subjects.
2: Recording in progress.
3: (laughs) Recording in progress? That's a terrible start to a Zoom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's all been recorded, mate. That's the general uh, idea anyway. Hopefully we do come out of this with a recording.
1: Yeah.
2: Hello.
0: Uh, Hello, Julian. How are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, good. Um, I have actually met you uh, probably 20 years ago or something now.
2: Yes. Wow. I did recognise you immediately,
0: actually. I think you came in for a job, and it was possibly one of your first jobs back then, and... Uh, Look at you now, mate. <laughs> I at
2: me now. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> aged, exhausted. There you go. Now you look great. <laughs> um, it's good to see you all. The general idea behind this is: how is everybody? How is the industry? How are people coping? And we've got another podcast called The Creative Relay. I listen to them all. Oh, good. Great. So that's been a really good spring point for us to do podcasting and they're really fun to do, but these are a bit more lighthearted, light-hearted would you say down. There yeah. you go, mate. Lighthearted. This topic's pretty intense. Yeah, well this is the thing. We're I gonna have a,
2: to a, a
0: lighthearted look at some heavy situations. So <laughs> I guess the the
3: first The world is ending, but are you having fun out there? Yeah. There's an amazing Venn diagram somebody released and it said the end of the world and the other one said yeah. going to work and it was overlapping and we're in the middle it's like hang on yeah. <laughs> how would you be working during the apocalypse yeah, that's not in any of the movies that you see
2: that we're all going to work still while the world's ending yeah exactly uh, it's crazy
3: times anyway
0: um we'll sort of kick off and, and talk about how you two are going and what your situation is but before we do that would you mind just both introducing yourselves just so that we don't get it
3: wrong when we try and introduce you <laughs>
2: Um, I'm Jules Schreiber, um, joint CCO at Special
3: Group. I'm Tom Martin, joint CCO with Jules. People just call it, people just call us Tom and Jules. They get us totally mixed up. Like. I ran into um, a friend of Lindsay's recently and he said, hey, Tom or Jules. He just hedged his bets and it worked. Like, you could just, with us, just call us Tom and Jules. One of us will answer. When we set up a Zoom or something, one of us will jump
0: on and often it's the wrong account and it'll say Dan and, and uh, the people will call him Dan all the way through um, the session and he just can't bother to correct them. Yeah,
3: it's fine. We sort of share a brain after 15 years, so it's fine.
0: So we're on a Zoom and we can see that you're not in the office. So let's just first of all start out, you're clearly not together either. How are things going? you both working from home?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, we're both working from home for sure. I think we've been working from home this time uh, at least for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Before that, we were sort of in, at work three days a week. I think we got, got got it
0: up to three in between the two
3: lockdowns yeah, yeah. In between the two we went through that period where we realized there's a lot of benefits to working from home as well but then you also wanted the culture of being in the office so we we just sort of built up we went back one day built up to two built up to three and then we sort of worked out that was a pretty good place where everyone everyone was in we didn't want to do different days of rotating a's and b teams or anything. we wanted everyone together everyone apart we realized that it didn't really work when half was in the office and half was on zoom you sort of need everyone on zoom everyone in the office but um yeah, we got to about three days and then and then it got cut and we all got sent home again.
0: Yeah, exactly. So did you do literally, because it's the second time around, did you just go, right, we know what we're doing, let's go back to where we were?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. There were some things we adopted in, in lockdown one, which we, we brought back in. I think that um, what we've discovered is that lockdown two is very different from lockdown one. Oh, really? How's that? Tom and I were talking about this before. I think lockdown one... I think everyone was running on adrenaline. Like there was this huge surge of energy and a whole, um, a whole sort of we're going to get this. We're going to figure out how to just sort of make this work and and you know I guess survive. As in there was a real you know survival sort of instinct sort of kicking in for everyone. Everyone banded together. It's actually an amazing moment where the whole agency just banded together to sort of make it work and make sure you know we were, just make sure we existed um, during that time. This time. Uh, it's probably less adrenaline, more just how do we actually function as, a, as an agency day-to-day in this environment. It's, it's a much more pragmatic time of just sort of getting stuff done and figuring out how to sort of almost try and do business as usual when it's not usual.
0: Well, that's the thing. When this all hit last year, it was so new and so odd for it all to be happening. In a way, it was sort of exciting. And everyone's like, wow, this is new. How the fuck does this happen? And now yeah. we've seen it happen. We're all a little bit more used to it, so we're actually going back into how we're actually going to make this work properly now. Um, and yeah. your home situations, do you have uh, families living in the same
3: house? Have you got dogs, cats? <laughs> uh, how do you do it? <laughs> uh, I'm a, I've just got a dog and my wife, but my wife also works at Special Group. Dog comes first, though. Because uh, the, uh, <laughs> the dog's lying on my feet, the wife definitely <laughs> comes first. Um, but so it hasn't been that hard for us. So I think I have a huge empathy for people after to homeschool and all those things. I think that's that's where it gets extremely challenging when you've got to split your time between lots of stuff where we've just had the ability to work. Mm-hmm. Jules, Jules has got kids, so I think he's yeah, in a very different part um, to me. Yeah, I've got
2: uh, two teenage boys, all, well, 12 and 14, and uh, and wife. Um, we both work um, and the kids go to school, but um, we, we are very, very lucky. We seem to have... We moved into a house between lockdown one, lockdown two, and, and lockdown. In, in this lockdown, we all have separate rooms to so basically go into our respective caves mm. during work or school day, and then we emerge you know, afterwards and everyone sort of sees each other again so we can escape each other and not be on top of each other while we're sort of trying to get our day done.
1: That space is crucial, isn't it? Like just before lockdown one, we also bought a place as well and just I can't imagine what it would have been like living in a small apartment with two young kids and a dog, <laughs> you know, that, that uh, having the backyard <laughs> yeah. and just having a place to, you know, escape a little bit and have a bit of space is so important, isn't it?
2: Actually, it played a role in us buying a house this mm, time. Really? We actually had conversations about well, where are we all gonna work? I think that's what's been happening
0: out there. The property market's gone a bit nuts because people have gone, fuck, we've got to get this sorted. And some people yeah. have left left the city and some people have gone, We need we need extra room, we need a you know, an outhouse or whatever it is for the office. So yeah, that that's an interesting side of things. But less about the personal thing. How has it been professionally? Have you found it easy, okay,
3: horrible? Um, it was really interesting for us last year when it first happened because the move to online and the move to Zoom. And it's got, a no, there's problems, of course, with moving to Zoom and, and what it's done for culture and what it's done for that ability to just to catch up and constantly have chats and everything. But the thing it did help with us is because we're not part of a network, we don't have a holding company and we're independent, it actually allowed us to grow because it allowed us to start pitching in other cities. And because, now, because of the move to Zoom, as long as Jules and I and the rest of the team were on Zoom when they wanted us on Zoom, it actually allowed us to pitch and actually grow. So we opened in Melbourne during lockdown last year. We opened in LA during lockdown last wow. year. And Jules and I Jules and I still work in LA in the mornings and we do Melbourne most days. So we work across all three. And that was huge benefits to that last year, to so that move to Zoom. It yeah. helped it helped us enormously as an independent agency.
2: Well, you can make your own rules, can't you? We could, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's almost at a point where we've changed our style of working to suit this way of working. So, I mean, having the ability to work in LA in the morning is only really possible because we don't have to, like, take a work trip (laughs) into work in the morning, you know, otherwise we'd have to get to work at, like, 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. in the morning. But here we just, like, you know, wake up in the morning, um, do your morning rituals and then you sort of start work at 7, which is LA afternoon. Wow. That's achievable.
3: And even the move to shooting on Q-Take and um, shooting via via from home and stuff. Jules and I have been doing, we did that from the very start because we were shooting in LA last year doing all the ads for America. So we've been doing that since the very beginning and it's actually, so now the more we do it, we've actually got quite good at it. Do you mind explaining
1: what Qtake is for people who might not be aware of that technology?
3: Yeah, Qtake is essentially
2: bringing the entire shoot experience of like what you sort of see on a split and all the sound and everything like that onto your laptop or onto your computer screen. So it's basically like being virtually at the shoot and then you replace sitting in a tent with the client and all the other people involved with essentially being on a zoom. So you're sort of on a zoom together, chatting away in the equivalent of the tent while watching everything on a screen at home. So we'll talk about your staff and the
0: people are all working for you. But first of all, what about the clients? How have they been? Have they been sympathetic? Have they been helpful? Are they more demanding? How, what's your sort of take on, on generally?
3: Um, I, think when, I think at the start of COVID last year, we all went quiet, and we we did what everyone did, where we, we shrunk down to four days, and everyone everyone amazingly uh, took a pay cut. We worked out after a month or two that we we um, paid all that money back, and we oh, got really? back back in action. And I think all the clients did quiet down for a while there, and then we just sort of started finding opportunities and realized things things started up. So I think it's been I think we've been very very lucky. It didn't. We probably only had a lull of one or two months where it sort of slowed down and then it's been back to pretty much normal. for us. And they're
0: happy to sort of be working the way we are working and they don't have a choice, but have they slipped into working on zoom at a shoot and all that sort of stuff? Uh, I
2: think, I I think they're going through a similar experience to us. I think they're trying to sort of figure out how to, how to make sure they've got all the right people in the right rooms, Hmm. Um, you know, to have all the important conversations. I think, um, if anything, we're lucky in the sense that we have a client mix which is pretty lockdown-friendly, like Uber Eats is pretty lockdown-friendly, um, K.O. is pretty lockdown-friendly, CB, even, you know, beer, alcohol, all those sort of things, they weren't hit, you know, particularly badly by lockdown, so things kept moving. Mm.
1: They're probably doing better, Uber Eats and alcohol. Yeah, I mean, you could argue.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: um, so I think that, that that came with its own natural momentum as in like, you know, they didn't want to stop moving, so we didn't stop moving, and all of us just sort of banded together and figured out how to make it work. Um, I think that also uh, because they're a pretty digital and pretty sort of modern focus, so I don't, I don't, I think they were doing versions of Zoom anyway yeah. with you know their international counterparts and all that kind of stuff. So it was really just. Extending existing behaviours
0: Perfect And what about the staff As leaders How have you found You know Corralling the troops And are they happy Are they productive Are you keeping in touch with them How does that work
3: um we have a we've ever since the beginning we've had a night we still do have a a 9am meeting every morning where we all get on zoom together and just do talk about what's happening that week or what's happening that day we do a small segment we just we just we just start the day all together every day um and that's helped a lot because i think it is those it's all those incidental conversations that have vanished and i think that's that's probably the hardest bit of what we've gone through is that that just that daily connection where you just talk about what's going on, or you talk about what people are working on, or you talk about how your weekend was, and all those just daily connections have sort of vanished. And I feel like that lightness to our industry is sort of that's probably suffered the most. But we just so we have daily things at nine, but we've put in we've put in mental health programs. We've given everyone a mental like a mental health day off. We've put in all we've put in a lot of things to try to help people through it. I feel like, I do feel like, uh, last year was easier for everyone. I think everyone, we just, we just stayed in contact as much as we could. Jules and I have got a WhatsApp group with every single person in the agency. So that's the way we communicate with everyone is we just constantly get conversation with every single person. Um, I think this year the fatigue has set in a bit. And I think that's why we've put a lot of mental health programs in place to help people now after a year and a half. I think it's even harder for a lot of our um, amazing staff in Melbourne because Melbourne's gone through a really extended period of lockdown. Yeah. And I think that's been extremely difficult. Um, but it's it's we're just trying to work out how to mainly stay in contact with everyone constantly and try to try to replicate the feeling of being in the office as much as we can.
0: Exactly. I, I was just before I jumped on. I was editing a chat we had with Ant Melder, who's got Cocoa Gun. Yeah. And he said one of his staff members, when they were talking, uh, he said, "You know, what what do you miss the most?" And he said, "I just miss talking bollocks." It, you know. Yeah. In the, in the office, you get to talk about the job, but you might drift off and talk bollocks for five minutes. And he said, you miss that because you're on Zoom, everybody's focused. Oh, I reckon we give up a good 15 minutes of every Zoom to try and talk. <laughs> <to the police. laughs> okay, good.
3: <laughs> it's always it's funny. People try to always put in half an hour Zooms to make it more efficient. But it doesn't take into consideration there's 15 minutes of talking bollocks at the start of every Zoom. Okay, or just talking. you need to schedule that in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you, you need a moment. You just need a moment to talk about just about life and have fun and just get back to normal because it's what you do at work every day and it's the way Jules and I've always worked. You don't sit there and just concentrate on a job. You have roundabout conversations that just go in all sorts of places and you end up getting back to an answer. And I feel like I feel like all those sort of hallway conversations and funny chats you have yeah. all help enormously with creativity. And I think so that's why you've almost got to make sure your Zooms have enough time that You can meander and just have all fun conversations rather than just getting on there and talking about work straight away. Yeah, totally. The Zoom
2: world's so um so interesting from a revealing people, revealing things about people. You know, like when you have conversations with people, what they decide to share with you is what they decide to share with you. Mm-hmm. But Zoom is like a window into people's lives. And you can just start having a discussion about the fact that behind someone is some random painting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Jules put up a um a straw. Do you explain it, Jules? But it I, literally was a talking point of last year almost.
2: Oh uh, so when I in in um in the first house that I was in, which was a much 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 more condensed space, I basically spent the first year of lockdown um in a closet, like in a in a wardrobe of our clothes, and realised it was bad. It was a bad look. To have like, to have, all, to have all my my wife's clothes and my clothes just sort of in the background. So I went to Bunnings and I bought a cane garden screen. Oh, nice! And I rolled it out across the thing, and I had this wonderful theory that like at night I would would take it back and whatever. And it took ages because it would keep falling. I would shed. Yeah, yeah. I know the ones you're <laughs> And, um, I swear to God, for the better part of a year of Zooms, everyone will go, you look like you're in Tahiti. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's going on with the cane? And so we'd always talk about it. It was great in the pitch, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. That's interesting
0: you should say that because most people would probably rather be in the room doing that big moment, the presentation. How have you found pitching and, and presenting big work to clients? Do you feel like you've had to change the way you pitch?
2: Yeah, I think we're... I think we're really, really cognizant about um, breaking it up and making sure that it isn't just like this, you know, monotone presentation of one voice drumming away, clicking slides. Um, I, I think there's pros and cons to it. For example, I think what's really interesting is that it can be quite intimidating doing a pitch when you've got, you know, this room full of people that you're standing up and presenting with and Zoom takes that away completely. So you've got no real sense of the number of people you're presenting to. That's, yeah. that's kind of nice. Um <laughs> What's the, the downside? The huge downside is that um, often when you're presenting work, you're feeding off the energy of reactions, and it's very hard to sort yeah. of, to measure the reaction of what you know people are thinking, or if they're laughing, or if they're enjoying what you're doing. And so you kind of can get into this second wave of thinking as you're presenting, going, "Is anyone out there? Are they hearing me? Am I on mute?"
3: oh <laughs> uh, yeah creatives are a really insecure bunch no really and i think that vacuum of that va- that vacuum of silence is terrible for creatives because they're presenting f- scripts and funny scripts half whatever they are with no response and they just get more and more paranoid as they present and you can feel it you can feel creatives starting positive and really confident and it's, it's slowly waning because they just can't they're just not no one's feeding off them
1: have you come up with any ways to make those presentations flow a bit better for yourself and keep the confidence up you know, as you're doing it or is it just plow through?
2: <laughs> I think, for lack of a better way to put it, I think that Tom and I often make bad jokes in the middle
0: Pretty of Pretty much,
3: the yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we try to keep it as large as we can.
2: We're lucky enough to both be
0: vaccinated, so we're in the studio and one of the best things about our world, the sound and music side, is we normally have people all sitting in the suite with us, smiling away, hopefully. When we present a piece of music or something, it's immediate and people are there and you can see what they're thinking as you say, you play something on um, on a Zoom and w- what we're tending to do is uh, send through links and then we say, Everybody go on mute, have a listen to it. And so we're looking at the yeah. screen going, Was it he just smiled? Oh, he's tapping his foot and <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: I, oh, you gotta, you've got to turn your camera off now when you do that. That's so the you, just so no one can see, just because you know you know everyone is pinning your faces, all the faces of the people looking so they can watch their reactions. Yeah. I know I know all our, our account guys and girls do the same thing. They pin all the clients' faces and they instead of watching it what we're presenting, they watch all their faces. During the presentation to see what they're how they're acting.
0: So focusing on uh, the work, we uh, have been very lucky to work on a few bits and bobs over the last few months. Working with uh, staff, bringing in some um, pitch stuff, and and working on voiceovers and everything we've worked on has been brilliant work and also the people we've been working with are great I don't know what you're doing then but you're obviously hiring some great people Um, how has the work gone have you found you've done some great stuff during
2: this awkward time we're all going through Uh, well yes and no I think first of all it's a moment in time where if you don't trust your staff to, like, you know, get the job done and just do do what they're meant to do, I don't know where you'd be. Like, we're, we're really, really lucky that um, we don't sit and wonder whether or not people are, you know, working to, to do a great job. They're just doing it mm. and it's really it's really more just how do we figure out ways to make it easier for them to do it. Um,
3: yeah, I could imagine some agencies want everyone back in the office because they don't trust them. Yeah. That, that is not the case. I think we've, our staff is amazing and they... they They want to make amazing work. It's not, they're not, yeah, like I don't think there's ever an issue with trust. I I think we want everyone back in the office just for camaraderie and actually build the team and make sure and do that stuff again. But we've, yeah, we've yeah. got our stuff has been absolutely amazing during this time.
0: Well, you guys are just around the corner from us, so we quite often see some of your people in the uh, Olive across the road and yeah. uh, Little EVs And oh, yeah, you know, we got we got some oh, great pub. restaurants and pubs around us, uh, and it, we're desperate to get back out there. So you probably all feel the same. Yeah.
1: Would you be able to give us an example of a job that you've during this latest lockdown that has been affected by the lockdown? Maybe you had to change the way you shot it. Maybe Maybe you had to change the script because the tone of the nation was different. Are there any examples of that and how that work went for you?
2: Um, We did two jobs that sort of come to mind. One, we did uh, Stop Dreaming and Go for New Zealand, which was all about opening the bubble and, uh, you know, everyone actually considering the idea of going overseas and that was very much in reaction to where everyone's head was at the time. was like, okay, let's see if we can sort of, you know, start people's brains again and and get them to sort of consider not just like travelling locally but actually heading overseas Um, and that was really about tapping
1: into the idea that, you know, we've all been sitting here dreaming about going somewhere. They're great spots, by the way. I remember seeing them on telly thinking, yeah, really, funny and really cool yeah so what happened with that well the whole production
2: of that was overseas in new zealand mm-hmm. so we had to basically manage the whole thing from having the australian team here some of us all in the room together some even one of them on zoom but then the whole production happening remotely in new zealand um using some of our special group new zealand people um, on the ground there to sort of you know be, a bit of, be some brains on the ground and basically just sort of using cue take as we described before to sort of shoot the thing
3: in 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 pieces both both here and uh, over there. Yeah. We also did a new breed set recently with Simon Cowell and the Wiggles. And that was also the same thing. Like in the, in the past, like when we did um, uh, Kim and Sharon, when we did Magnus and Kim Kardashian, we went to the shoot and all that. They end up getting sh- shot separately, but that's a much longer story. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But this one, obviously, Simon Cow couldn't come, so it was just an enormous amount of pre-planning. Amazing production company with Finch and working out how to make sure that you could shoot the whole thing in two parts and put it together later.
1: Wow, that's incredible! I had no idea that Simon Cow wasn't actually at the shoot. It just looked like he's in the same room.
3: No, but that, I think because we did Kim and Sharon separately, we sort of had some confidence that it, we had confidence that it was possible. But Kim and Sharon, we had them in the exact same room, just on different days, where Simon and the Wiggles have to, obviously had to be shot totally different parts of the world and put together. But I think that. That that allowed us to realise it was probably possible, and I think yeah,
2: that really shows I guess how our thinking's evolved. Because when Kim and Sharon were shot separately, that was because um, Magda. Magda couldn't get her visa, so suddenly we had to shoot them on different days in the same set and put it together. And that was just. But when we had the conversation, we were literally in a room. And they're going, so what's plan A? And he goes, well, plan A is that Magda rocks up on time and we all shoot it together. And we went, okay. What's plan B? He goes, plan B is we get a stand-in who can sort of do all of the acting for Magda and then um, we'll figure out a way to green screen it. We went, that sounds dodgy. And they went, plan C is that we shoot them separately. And we went, plan C is a bad plan. Let's not do plan C. <laughs> now plan C is normal.
0: normal. Now Yeah. Plan yeah. C is
2: what we do all the time and we're actually not even phased by it. So Jeez. I think that's that's what the world's changed. Cool. Tom you mentioned
0: mental health yeah have you got something specific in place with the
3: with the staff yeah we do we've got a mental health plan in place that allows people to have uh to speak to someone and multiple visits and we've got also, we've got a whole plan in place and we have we have days off for staff mental health days off for staff that doesn't come out of their annual leave and we've yep. got we've got a we've got lots of stuff in place for everyone in case they need anything definitely
2: fantastic we just realized that i mean just very obviously it was taking a toll on everyone and i think that they needed to hear from all of us that it was okay for it to be taking a toll and that we weren't actually in there going just keep acting as normal carry on and be calm but it was okay to actually stress out and, and sort of deal with the fact that we're all in this situation so putting in things like having wellness checks mental health days even even just like daily check-ins and sort of you know making sure that different different team members have conversations and also you've got situations where some people are living alone mm. And are like, actually, you know, the, their only point of contact really is work. And it's it's just occasionally making sure that even those people are just getting contact. Like all of that stuff really, really matters.
0: That's fantastic. We spoke to Kath from Bastion and she said that Bastion had announced worldwide that they were doing happy day for for all their staff. So I think agencies are looking after people. And I think the the most important thing that you've mentioned is trust. Where well, I'm pretty sure until we experienced the first lockdown around the world, most company leaders, they'd be like well we can't have people all working from home that's never going to work that's not a thing we've now realised it is a thing yeah. and it, it does require trust
3: and it does, what yeah. do you know everybody fucking does what they're supposed to do it's funny as a creative though because Jules and I we spent our whole career when we worked at like Clems together and stuff over the last fifteen years. We spent very little time at our desk. We used, there was a cafe in Melbourne City called Journal that Jules and I sat in we sat there every day and worked in a cafe and just came to the office for meetings. <laughs> and I think because we knew that worked, we've never sort of had an expectation that people sit at their desk and work at their desk anyway. Mm. Like I think I think that's the thing with what we do. As long as, as long as you have deadlines or as long as you do great work, how you how you want to achieve that or the way you want to work and the flexibility of how you work. I yeah, I don't think I don't think we've ever had this expectation that creators have to sit at their desk.
1: Especially for creative people, right? Yeah. You know, for creative people, you don't sit at your desk at attention and get on with things. Ideas come from random places. You know, you could be in the shower and suddenly the best idea turns up.
3: Yeah, of course. We, yeah. This cafe we used to set up, we used to rub the walls because we just thought this cafe just gave us, <laughs> just gave us, there was something about this cafe that just did wonders for us. But would we'll um, to go there. It's a very good cafe. I don't know. We just, we just never had that expectation that creators sit at their desk. And I think ever since the industry went to open plan, you can't expect someone to sit at a desk and do a lot of thinking. So
2: so the think probably the one challenge is that creatives are used to working, Well, the way that we work with creatives is that they used to work in a team. And figuring out how to think like a team, think in a team scenario when you're in Zoom land can be hard. And I guess it's sort of encouraging them to sort of go, it's okay to like turn on a Zoom and just leave the Zoom on all day and sort of act like you're in a room. But I think that once once people sort of got used to that, I think that's working from a creative standpoint, like that they're actually bouncing ideas off each other and all that still, It seems to be getting good results.
0: Yeah, well, it certainly is from what we can see. So we've looked at, you know, what you guys are doing and, and how the agency is going. Just looking a little bit further back and ahead, um, how do you think the industry is going to bounce back from this? Most of the people we've spoken to have said that they are busy, if not busier, over this last sort of six months or so. Do you think we're in a good place and do you think when – and uh, hopefully lockdown does lift uh, across Australia, um, we'll get back to normal, whatever that is, and will we be okay? Will we be busy? And how has this all affected us?
2: I think we'll be busier. Yeah. yeah. I think we can only get busier. I think um, I think what's interesting is that because all of this is, you know, literally changing the, the social fabric of our world, what's interesting about it is is what new and interesting marketing sort of moments occur, which none of us saw coming. So I think that not only will we have all the – all the normal stuff that we've always had, but we'll have all those new opportunities on top of all that stuff as well. Um, plus, I think that um, there's no going backwards. So, for example, now that we, as an organisation, are used to the idea of operating internationally and nationally, and you know, in multiple seas at the same time, we're going to keep doing that. and We're going to keep expanding in that way. We're not going to go back to the old way. No,
3: Jules and I talk about one of the one of the things that I don't think has been great for us is when you're in the office, you sit in a meeting and you concentrate on what's happening in that room and you, you're you only doing one thing at a time. I think what's happened with Zoom is Jules and I, we sit on Zoom. I have a second screen. On that screen, I've got chat, WhatsApp, emails, texts, and Messenger all going at once with different channels from different people and emails. So I'm doing probably five things at all time. And I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's set a very good precedent. I can barely do one thing at a time now because of the last 18 <laughs> yeah. months, I'm doing five things at a time at all time.
1: It sounds like a scene from the Matrix with all it's, those screens. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's pretty, it's it's not great. And I do think, I do think it's going to take me a while when I get back to the office to actually concentrate on a meeting without having go. wait a second, I'm just going to set up my phone and my second well, screen and my laptop. And And people used to get upset if you had a phone
1: out, right? Like if you see oh, yeah, down exactly. and, what are you doing looking at text for? Now you've got 20 channels
3: going Now at I've, once. I've literally got 20 channels going at once and all bouncing at once and you reply to them all straight away because there's that expectation you're constantly on all the time now
0: we're talking very quickly about that how do you um how do you go, go about your day you've just explained that you get up and do uh do LA in the morning. Yeah. Um, Do you get to finish work or are you guys on call all the time?
2: Um, I guess as partners in the agency, we're probably more on call than everyone else. Yeah. I think we have always had a pretty ridiculously silly work ethic in that respect anyway and didn't really know how to switch off. But I think in the current world, it seems pretty important just to make sure that people are getting contact. Like, so it doesn't just feel like you're doing it to be on call for work, but also just because like people are reaching out and you want to make sure that they're getting heard right now. So, so if, if someone wants to like chat to you about something in the evening, it seems like the better thing to do to continue the conversation than to just you know not answer mm. right now. We're desperately
3: um, so- trying not to have staff work the hours we work though. We're we're trying not to make them do nights and do weekends every weekend. It's just It's hard enough without people working seven days a week at the moment. I think we are trying to make sure everyone has their own time. Mm -hmm. And if people do have to work those hours, Jules and I will always make sure we're there with them. There's there's nothing worse than a business where... Uh, the expectation of staff is to work constantly, and then the management don't just have a nice life. Like we always make, we always make sure that we're there with them if they are doing those hours. But we're trying, we're trying to make our staff even every day. We're blocked out at twelve to one, and no one is allowed to zoom or have phone calls from twelve to one every day. We're, we're forcing everyone to go for a walk and have lunch.
0: I think Zoom around the world gets a little break at that time.
3: Quite a few people have said that. So, I think you have to, yeah. Because I think the difference is when we used to, you, when you used to go to work, you had all those incidental chats, but when you walked between meeting rooms and walked to different things, where now you get up, you get on zoom and you just you can, you can literally push through till the end of the day and never leave your desk. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to we're trying to force breaks on people. We're trying to take five minutes off the ends of zooms and stuff so they finish a bit earlier or start later. Just things to force breaks on people and give everyone a break from sitting yeah. in front of their laptop.
2: Occasionally, we'll have a day where um, we'll have like six half hour meetings back to back. Oh. It's like playing chat roulette, it's intense. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, you Um, get to the end of those and you're exhausted. Well, see, somebody told us it takes 30% more energy to sit on Zoom than have a phone call. So even getting people to push off Zoom and just have phone calls some of the day as well helps a lot. Okay. Because there's something about Zoom that's Mm. actually quite draining.
1: Yeah, sometimes you just think, can't we just jump on a call, literally pick up the phone? Yeah. Yeah,
0: How's the IT side of things gone? Has everybody set up and got it all working or is it still a complete clunky mess? (laughs)
2: Uh, It's a complete clunky mess. Uh, (laughs) 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 But... I mean, having said that, though, I personally think it's really great that everyone has IT problems because when you conquer them, it's like having this little victory in your day, every day, <laughs> where you go, like, we're, all, we're all on it together. Like we, we um, had a pitch this morning and I swear it was like, see we had a pre-pitch meeting where it was a good 35 minutes of everyone just toggling with how to run, how to play videos. <laughs> like that's, that's what the meeting was. Like, how do I actually play a video? Is it linking? Is it syncing? Is a sound off? And it was—you sit there and you go, "This is what we've become."
3: Yeah, you have to be an IT expert, don't you, to yeah. actually do. Well, your because job each now. agency, you've mastered one platform, and we've mastered Zoom. As soon as a client wants you to jump to Teams, we're like, "Oh God, I don't know how to use Teams." <laughs> Yeah, like, we know so that. then you've got to work out how to, yeah.
0: So just to quickly finish up, some of the people we've spoken to have come up with some pretty interesting answers to this. It doesn't sound like you guys have got time, but have you guys picked up any interesting skills in lockdown? Have you started baking or knitting or anything? Jules Bakes, weirdly Jules
3: Bakes. Really? How's the sourdough, mate? <laughs> Sourdough's the pandemic within the pandemic, I think. <laughs> like
2: I bake um, very, very sweet desserts to um, basically torture my wife. Um, who's on a health kick and she just says, Would you please just stop? And I went, No <laughs> This
0: love it. I did a cinnamon scroll right at the very beginning of lockdown and my, I've got two sons and they were like, dad, do more of them. More of them. And, and wifey and I are going, we can't have cinnamon scrolls around here. Hot, steaming <laughs> yeah. cinnamon
1: scrolls. You can't resist them. You get the lockdown bod if you do that too much. <laughs> right? Oh yeah.
0: Nothing for you, Tom. You haven't, no. uh, yeah. And do you, do you, uh, you've, you've got a dog you mentioned. Are you out there every morning? Yeah. Running yeah. Around? He's
3: amazing. He's on my feet now. He's, I've, I've dragged him to work for the last six years, but, um, he comes to work every day. So it's not like. I think he prefers when we're at the office, though, so because he gets a lot of attention. When I'm on Zoom, he gets no attention. Yeah, he just on my feet. <laughs> but yeah, we walk in a lot. We've had a very intense 18 months, but it's been really, really difficult. But on but other parts of it, and not the pandemic part, but the, the shift to Zoom and the shift to being online more has helped our business a lot in really interesting ways, which we would never expect. Um, mm,
1: that's great to hear. It's, awesome. it's
3: It's hard. You know, what? it's really it's a hard thing to say because it's you don't want to sound insensitive because the whole thing is horrible, but the shift to being online and it not really mattering where you are mm. has helped our business a lot on
0: that note thank you so much for your time i i'm sure i'm sure we've taken up far too much of your time you've probably got half a dozen meetings backing up now that's okay i was doing whatsapp I was, uh, yeah exactly I was, uh, yeah. you weren't concentrating <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, guys, thanks very much. It sounds like you and the agency are doing really well uh, around the world. So congratulations. Thanks a lot. And It's good to hear that you're getting through this together. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you on the other side down at the uh, Clevo. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Good luck with everything.
1: Bye. See you later. If you've got an interesting or funny lockdown story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you and get you on the podcast. Get in touch at contact at smithandwestern.com.au.